down too tight with it. <laughs> Every time. Hello everyone, welcome to Wittenberg Radio. Uh, today is March 6th. Uh, yeah, today actually is March 6th. Yes. Welcome here, thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm Chris Quasson. Uh, Nolan Kaler is here. Louisa Hofer is here. Ariana Hildebrand is here. We got lots to talk about, and we're excited to have you with us. So Daniel thanks for Friesen your time. Daniel is also here. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, Daniel's here. <laughs> we don't have enough budget for a mic for Dan, so he's just kind of sitting off to the side. Can um, you hear me if I talk like this? Though? Yeah. What we did have budget for, though, were like nine deck screws to fasten our mic stands to the table, so we didn't have to have a bucket of rocks weighing the mic stands down in the middle of the table uh, so they didn't fall over. So this is now, our, is this our first or second show with screws in the table? It's so it's second. so pretty. Uh, it's, it's, it's so fresh too. Like it's you can easy, see like yeah. fresh sawdust. Yeah, and it's easier for me to be a, a, a better host and, and not like a conversation host, but like a host as far as hospitality right. is concerned because actually I can see our guests across we the can, table from we can, me. We can articulate with um, our hands without having to like hold down microphones. Yeah, this is it's wonderful. Uh, moving up in the world. Man. So, Reading week's done. Busy yes. part of the semester. Uh, home stretch. Do you feel like you're on the home stretch? It feels March for me is gonna be is a bit of a drag between all of the finishing up not only of, of homework but also of uh, there's lots of performance opportunities. I'm gonna right. You're in the all, opera this week. I'm gonna insert all of my plugs here. Please do. Um, <laughs> yes, the Number opera. One. The opera is opera. this weekend. It is. It started last night. We got a decent audience out and did it. Put what on. What do you mean free. by a decent audience? Like it was like they, they were, were fully clothed. They, they were yes. <laughs> the audience was fully clothed, which I mean you don't always expect. And yeah. um and yeah, they were decently receptive. It was pretty full in there of clothes. And um <laughs> Did they think you were good? They I, they were very responsive to the jokes. Like it's it's a very silly opera. It's a very mm-hmm. it's something that's it's it, yeah. It's just a ridiculous thing. You're sticking people in fat suits and all these different things. And someone it, told me this morning that they laughed harder at the opera last night than they've laughed in months. That's and this awesome is a person who generally has a fairly positive outlook on life. So um, that's, <laughs> well, that's a good review. That's a heck of a review. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it sounds like lots of fun was had. Um, but that was last night's show. That Thursday's was last show. night's. That was last night's show. We're going on again tonight, uh, mm-hmm. tomorrow night, and Sunday afternoon is the rest of. Okay. The rest of the show dates, and then yeah, I mean, then I have I'm I'm with the Winnipeg Singers as well, so of we course. have a concert coming up on next okay. week, Friday, and my own solo recital coming up on March twenty fourth. March twenty fourth. Mark your calendars. Mark the calendars. Nolan Taylor, final <laughs> recital. A love was a scattered rose. What? That's the title. Wow. Yeah. True story. That sounds so great. Uh, speaking of people singing, Folk Fest lineup was released today. Uh, and yesterday yesterday yes, right yes. yesterday evening yes and lots of people are really excited about it it's gonna be a great time they've managed off the to top books. of my head bahamas bahamas wilco yeah uh royal canoe mariachi ghost jenny lewis jose gonzalez jose gonzalez also coming uh the sadies the sadies uh traveled by turtles yes there's just a ton of amazing amazing performers coming in this year and it's 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 super exciting to see like you know there's always like it's like christmas you just you yeah. wait for the live since to when the recording artists from all over the world really want to come and hang out at birds hill provincial park <laughs> yeah we got a man-made lake and we trucked in sand Woo-hoo! oh there it is I almost went right by it. But yeah, it's exciting. It's. I'm just, what like, are you most excited about? 
Um, I mean, seeing Wilco in its entirety, I mean, Jeff Tweedy, who's the frontman of the band, has been mm-hmm. back, has been here before, but to bring the full axe out here is absolutely amazing, and yeah. they're going to be an amazing headline act. I'm also really excited um, I've only recently see, jumped on the Wilco bandwagon, and I'm enjoying um, it. Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros are also going to be a great time. They always, mm-hmm. they always put on, like, such a fun, fun show. Uh, also, someone I'm excited to see is Frazee Ford. Mm. She is a fantastic. She's a fantastic voice. I've never heard of her. She, go check her out. Sweet. She is amazing. Uh, Dan Mangan and Blacksmith are coming. I yeah. saw them in concert last night, and they said last night? that they're quite excited to come back. That's right. They were yeah. at the. Uh, yeah, they played with Hayden the, and Astral Swans at the Garrick. At last the Garrick. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a great! I was. I saw the Arkells at the Garrick on Saturday. <sighs> that was. What a what a venue. They uh, had us sing along with them during the encore. Oh, that's was sweet. Good fun. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to change the subject a little bit from talking about music, but yesterday I was uh, looking at something uh, on the internet, and it led me to a link uh, to an article on TSN, and my sister leaned over and looked at the <laughs> screen and was like, why is it, Why are you reading TSN? Because it's, why because you, it's the best. Why are you looking at TSN sports? TSN is the most amazing. Since when do you read sports? But... Apparently, there's a pro baseball player who right. like, makes six mm-hmm. digits, but like has his advisors only give him eight hundred dollars a month, and he lives in yeah. a camper van behind the Walmart. Yeah, just you know, is parked out in, a, in his Westphalia, just mm-hmm. in the back there, and, and he goes and parks at the baseball diamond in the morning and makes coffee. Right. And like there was an interaction described in the article where another pitcher who like pulled up in his luxury sports car in his suit walked out, and he's like, "Dude, why don't you just come inside?" There's coffee for free in there. They make coffee for you inside. It's like, well, <laughs> I want to do things a little bit differently. And so it was an interesting, it was it was an interesting story about someone who is uh, apparently committed to uh, simplistic lifestyle practices mm-hmm. uh, in the face of a cultural context where that is like the farthest thing from anything that makes sense to anyone. Um, right, because when you're associate, when you when you think of baseball players and like even well professional athletes in general, like you make millions amount, of dollars. You make millions of dollars. You're hosting the best hotels in town, and you drive all the cars. Right, you have all the cars. You have the big houses, and you can fly anywhere. I mean, there's like there's professional athletes who live in a different city than what they the city they play in, which is crazy. Which is ridiculous. Can you imagine ridiculous. popping on a plane to go? Can to you imagine all of the fossil fuels that are burnt in that process? Ooh, we'll come back to that. Oh, <laughs> we got. See? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it's not. And the, what I mean, I, I'm drawn to this. Play, Daniel Norris is his name, and he's a and he's a prospect for the Toronto Blue Jays. And um, I'm drawn to his story not only because of this, but also because on top of this, he's a, he's an insanely talented baseball player, and he's gunning for um, a, a spot in the Blue Jays starting rotation. So uh, ninety-two those, mile an hour fastball, uh, topping off at ninety-six, Whoa. which is which is like but consistently at consistently 92. at ninety-two, which is pretty, which is on par for a major leaguer. It's pretty, um, damn fast. It's pretty yeah, no, it's it's cra- it, it's crazy. I've only ever seen one pitcher in my career that's touched ninety, and it was near impossible to hit. I bet it's it's ridiculous. He's also a lefty, which is um which is a high commodity in major league baseball. And he also has um, he's a strikeout ratio. This is just this is just throwing out stats now. Eleven point eight strikeouts per nine innings. It's the best in uh, the minor leagues, uh, like the system under the 
majors last season, which this is kid's going which is incre- this kid is going places, and it's and it seems like he will likely be in a Toronto Blue Jays uniform this year. So the next time you turn on Rogers Sportsnet, you can probably next time you read Rogers Sportsnet online yeah. okay. or TSN, I'm sure they'll also. I'm just so interested to see what happens when he comes to be fully in the spotlight. Right. And it's not just his teammates, but everyone in the world is being like, right. dude, your lifestyle choices don't make sense. You're dumb. Right. Why don't you get a nicer car? I'm curious to see... What's he going to do? Right. I'm also, And I'm also curious to see if he can like take this on the road, right? Because like, right now, they're doing spring training, and they're in one place in Florida for the month of March until the season starts in April. But I'm curious to see when they actually like, get going and start like doing road games and stuff, like traveling all across North America to play baseball. I'm wondering if he still travels in this Westphalia. As the their team games gets... will probably be too close together for him to keep up. Yeah. I, I should clarify that I actually don't think his lifestyle choices are dumb. I think it's pretty respectable. It's Well, it is, it's, it's amazing. To stick to his convictions under so much pressure. Right. But uh, what I'm drawing attention to is just that as time goes on, I think that pressure will increase. And, um, yeah, I'm interested to see how he's able to right. manage and able to uh, see how long maintain his identity. And continue in to be a nonconformist, as it will. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, he has a gorgeous, we've, we've a probably, gorgeous, gorgeous beard also. Yeah. That's, he's a that's, very attractive man. I, I, I find him so as well. Um, I do apologize. I, 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 mean, look, I, mean, I mean, look at him. Sorry, listeners. You just have to go to the website yourself. But. Yes. <laughs> Not that we're plugging TSN. Check them out. Um, but we are over Yes, I sincerely apologize. We've uh, so rudely yammered on so long without involving our guests in conversation. Have you ever gone to it's like someone's place for dinner and they just like have pretend you're not there? That's kind of what. That's kind of what we've. That's kind of what we've done for like the last five minutes. You. Um, please accept our apologies. But I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, Luis welcome, and Ariana are here. Welcome to and the they, show. Yeah, 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 yeah. They are here because they wrote, printed, and posted something on the Wittenberg door. Uh, when did it go up? Last week. Our sister broadcast. Uh, the Friday before yeah. Reading Week. Yes. Yeah. Oh nice. wow. Okay. Yeah. Slow on the uptake. Mm-hmm. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Okay. Yeah. So it's been up there for a while. Um, and I, I should mention again that the Wittenberg door uh, is something um, that we understand to be at least loosely affiliated with Wittenberg Radio. Um, and we see... <laughs> technically, I guess right. we are responsible for under, managing the content under, of the door. Under the greater Wittenberg, uh, Wittenberg, Wittenberg Communications Media, yes. Incorporated. Um, so the fact that uh, I didn't realize that it's been up there for like three weeks is entirely... A, my fault, and B, completely my responsibility to know that further, so I apologize for that. But uh, we see this podcast often as a place uh, to carry on the conversations that are started on the door, and that's why these friends are here. Um, So what did you post? Tell us a little bit about it. Give your pitch. Let's hear it. They're trying to decide who's going to say it. (laughs) (laughs) They're both pointing at one way or the other. Well, okay, so... First of all, we had an event that went with the posting of that, actually. Donuts and divestment. Donuts yes. and divestment. Yes. Wildly yes. successful, I would say. How oh, yeah. The yeah. Yeah. To get, um, like, what, 70 people on a Friday before reading before week? Before reading week was yeah. really That's great. Awesome. A yeah. lot of, like, Amazing faculty turnout. and staff came. It cool. was very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we posted was a petition for students to sign about. Um, Divestment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
um, specifically, well, I mean, and this is a part of um, the broader movement that was occurring that Friday. It mm-hmm. was National Divestment Day, yep. so other universities, UBC, um, McGill, were yeah, participating tons. in similar similar events, but we kind of took it in a, a different way yeah. in that our goals was for the students to be the initiators of this and that we're putting our money on the line like the money that goes for scholarships and bursaries um just to say that we as a student body are willing to be sort of the guinea pigs and initiators for samu to look into like it's it's one thing to point fingers and say hey you should get your profs pension plans out of out of energy but um yeah we volunteered ourselves as the yeah so what exactly is it that we're um saying that we should no longer support um well uh, like, where is our money now that we mm-hmm. don't want it to be <laughs> we had a, we, this yeah. past week we had a meeting with mm-hmm. john unger the vice president of finance mm-hmm. here at cmu yeah um kind of talking about that breaking down numbers and right now we looked into the student endowment being somewhere in like the hundred thousand range with a certain percent and what sorry I should clarify that what we asked for in the petition was that he would give us actually a breakdown of what companies were investing in mm-hmm. um it the meeting like was <laughs> somewhat successful in that we had a bit better of an idea of what percentages mm. of the endowment are invested in direct energy okay um but not so much a very good breakdown as to um yeah, what what all those companies are, but mm-hmm. just in general, there's um, a, a direct number that's invested in Suncor. Um, but the thing that wasn't mentioned that would have been nice to be mentioned is that there was no mention of how much is in TransCanada, Enbridge, fracking, drilling, or Canadian mining companies, which mm-hmm. is also a hot topic so mm-hmm. we were just well not energy yeah. still right extractive. it's yeah it's still, it's still extractive and still i guess unethical which is i think what the movement it's particularly is, with the reputation yeah, yeah. The is going companies. towards yeah. um so that's yeah kind of what the meeting <laughs> yeah. was okay was so this, about. this yeah this roughly hundred thousand dollars student mm-hmm. endowment fund is mm-hmm. the investment from which scholarships and bursaries are taken yeah yeah, and the interest earned on this investment is the money that forms those scholarships yeah. and bursaries, mm-hmm, exactly. mm-hmm. Um, which uh, you've found at least a certain percentage of is coming directly from the dirty energy industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do we? What what do students stand to lose? Like, um, investments are chosen strategically for high returns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so this is uh, w- would this result in a sacrifice of some kind? In a way, the yeah. Students. Yeah, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, um, because of the interest collected, like, let's say a student want or was going to receive, like, a 500 bursary, it might go down to, like, a $400 sure. bursary. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's kind of, like, why we had the petition and, like, what we talked about at the thing was, like, in signing this, like, you're willing to, like, lose this small amount of money in order to, like, better our planet and, like... Mm-hmm have a future for yourself and like for the next generations Mm -hmm. to come Mm -hmm. 
I'm looking at some numbers here as well because you mentioned that like this Donuts and Divestment Day, which happened the Friday before Reading Week, mm-hmm. it actually um was it was it was Donuts of, and Divestment the like the campaign event or was that just a CMU thing? That was, that was just a CMU. Yeah. Yeah. The other schools yeah. have donuts no, 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 too. No, no, no. I know. McGill had donuts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Had yeah. donuts. Stanford had donuts. Harvard. Just you know, in, with uh, with Mennonites and good fun and supporting O Donuts and the Folio. Yeah. Like, oh. oh, they were O Donuts. Yeah. Yeah, they were O Donuts. They were the oh real definitely not Timmy no yeah. <laughs> no I'm looking yeah. at the numbers and like it's pretty impressive when you look at how successful global divestment oh, day yeah, was yeah. across it was like I'm looking yeah. at some figures right now and it says that like it says 50 how many is nine nine zeros is a billion right 50, yeah. 50 billion dollars yeah divested yeah. from fossil fuels to date by this movement which mm-hmm. is amazing yeah, yeah it's incredible that's yeah. a lot of and money and there's been like 181 like universities cities institutions like committed to like this idea of divestment and mm-hmm. they're like really working hard if not yeah. already like mm-hmm. doing what they can yeah that which is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Uh, donuts and divestment. It seems like such a very peaceful and very like it was a, it's a it's a nice time. You know, you're <laughs> yeah. sitting around, you have donuts and oh, you yeah. know. By the way, and it's, it seems like a very it seems like a very uh, measured conversation about right. taking money away. Whereas I, I read an article about um, how at Harvard University they actually like blocked off their buildings until yeah. they got a meeting mm-hmm. with the president to say, hey, we need to get money out of out of, <laughs> out of oil because. I mean, Harvard's one of the most, uh, like, one of the most well-endowed schools in mm-hmm. in the world in terms of money. Hmm. Um, I'm gonna ask the the obvious question: Why donuts? It's sexy, I guess. Like, <laughs> it's shit. It's you true. know, like the title works. People love donuts. People love free. Yeah. Um, I think it first started as like a funny joke, so, and then yeah. we're like, actually, <laughs> this the might draw people in yeah. for sure. And it just kind of like went from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think at one point we even like, because Oh Donuts is this little like small enterprise, we were wondering if we would actually be able to get donuts yeah. in time for this event. Yeah. yeah. But um, uh, I think a, f- a friend of ours, mm-hmm. Brandy, um, present the work that many people might know still said oh no just keep calling it donuts and investment yeah. it, it sounds good so and she went yeah. to like tom bargain to like make sure we had enough donuts in the morning or something yeah. crazy to wow. buy all of yeah. our donuts so we were, we're committed to donuts <laughs> yeah. and trying hilarious. to get yeah. cmu committed to the dev the divestment part of the donuts and divestment we got the donuts down now still Working pushing on for it, pushing for the divestment, yeah. <laughs> just meeting some resistance. But. Hmm. Okay, <laughs> has the school been receptive to this conversation? Yes and no. Yes and no. Yeah. Yes and no. Uh, receptive in the way that mm-hmm. we have, they've reached out to us to meet with us like numerous times, mm-hmm. like constant emails or like tapping shoulders and whatever, which is great. Like that's awesome. So we've had meetings, and. We've had lots of conversations. Um, however, they realize the complexities here, and they realize that um, there's not enough time with the amount of mm-hmm. staff at CMU. Yeah, and there's opportunity the costs yeah. that come with investing time yeah. into this. Yeah. Um, also, another thing that was mentioned was. Um, well, for one thing, it it's noted that all of CMU's investements are um, aren't actually in control of CMU itself. Mm-hmm. 
they don't have the staff to be able to take care of that. So it's it's invested in um, in Mennonite Foundation, which is okay. this sort of broader oh, okay. place where basically mm-hmm. a lot of Mennonites Mennonite institutions are mm-hmm. funneling their their cash. So it becomes even a more complex situation when CMU isn't actually in control of that. And Mennonite right. Foundation doesn't actually currently have an option for a portfolio that is that doesn't involve okay. fossil fuels. Yeah. Um, if they did, yeah. it would be an easy switch. Yeah, oh, right. yeah, easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. So as far as receptiveness, the one I think the positive that did come out of the conversation was, well, what if we even just began to talk about men or talk with Mennonite Foundation about making a portfolio that gives people that option mm-hmm. because. Um, well, Matt Duke was involved in the conversation. He's an alumnus. He's like, if I'm investing in this school, I want the option for my money to go towards something yeah. mm-hmm. good. Or at least to not support something bad. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So a mix of receptiveness, a mix of hesitation yeah. with realizing the tight ship that is university economics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And could you give so, a like a, a quick um just a little snapshot of why this is important like for for someone who is very new mm-hmm. to this conversation mm-hmm. right um why should students care about where their money is invested and what is it about where it's invested now that um we see as unethical mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah well a question that we've been getting a lot well okay yeah, I'll answer your question first. As to why I think this has become a movement here, and um, if I can speak on behalf of the both of us in saying like yes. why <laughs> this is something that we picked up is just like um, I, you're not. It's not going to be seen as a very big drop in the bucket as far as like an actual fiscal move like it's, mm-hmm. it, we're not going to crash the stock market by pulling out <laughs> right. or crash the oil companies by yeah. pulling out even if CMU pulled out all of their investments never mind just this little student, student endowment fund for bursaries and scholarships mm-hmm. but it's a matter of principle to sort of orient ourselves in, in a way that we're not dependent and like dependent on fossil fuels and that mm-hmm. doesn't comprise the basis of our of our life and also not contributing to these companies that are kind of harming the planet with reckless abandon mm-hmm. um <laughs> and we're not contributing to structural violence and that every dollar that we're investing is a hit against those in this planet that are most vulnerable to to climate change and so in an institution where we're supposedly pushing for peace and justice and the restoration of god's good earth and like where like are you putting your money where your mouth is literally yeah literally yeah Mm -hmm. um you noted before the complexity of this of this issue and divestment Mm -hmm. um i'm curious to know um why start here at the at the money instead of you know organizing like playing obviously this is an amazing movement i'm just playing a bit of devil's advocate (laughs) but um But why not just go barricade an Enbridge state, like an Enbridge pipeline or something? Is that yeah? <laughs> yeah. Why not? Why not? I, great idea. Why that could be a race. I mean, yeah. like, <laughs> why not go chain ourselves to the 
Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know. But just let's take a let's bust out to Keystone XL and just like. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, mean, I, I guess I guess what I'm asking is I guess what I'm asking here is why. So how easy is it to for a student to be involved in divestment as opposed to just grabbing a picket sign? Hmm. I feel like, in a way, it's kind of similar because like you're using your voice, I guess, in both situations. And like, I don't know, in this, in like divestment, like what CMU needs is for lots of students to like want for this change to happen and then they'll like be more receptive. And like, I feel like that's the same thing as like grabbing a sign and going and like barricading yeah. something. The like. thing that also appeals to me here is that it's at, uh, a local level and it's like um, it's working with something that we as an institution have a responsibility for like essentially when you're barricading a pipeline you're asking them to take the hit and in doing this we're saying like well this is something that we're actually kind of mm-hmm. in control of mm-hmm. in a way yeah, and we're yeah. saying that we're willing yeah. to like take the hit. Yeah, well, not I guess, and I guess we're we're finding that we're, well, we're actually not in control of it, but yeah. it's something that we're we have a stake in, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and it's mm-hmm. worth doing. Hundred thousand dollars. It's a drop. In, it's a drop in the bucket. For um, the big, well, this is a big devil's advocate question. Oh because, no, that's okay. Big time. Sure yeah, well, and like big and time. Like I well. And, and and you kind of you've yeah. used these words already, and you you yeah. You've... But the other thing is like mostly like out of these 181 um, like universities etc that have like committed to divestment, like most of these universities are like very small ones. Like okay. Us. Mm-hmm. And like if you think about it, like if like every small university did this, like that yeah. would make mm-hmm. a huge difference. Mm-hmm. So like we could just be a part of that. P.S. Think of what standard this sets for the Mennonite world. If a lot of Mennonite institutions are currently invested in the Mennonite Foundation, we know that Mennonite Church Canada, this is also a conversation that's happening right now. Mm -hmm. If you begin to sort of rethink some of those things, like like I mentioned the word orientation before, Mm -hmm. it puts everyone sort of in this state of at least rethinking some of these things. Also, one point is like if these things sort of start to happen, your member of parliament is probably yeah. going to notice if you're yeah. mm-hmm. if you're Very true in, if your university in your area is divesting. Absolutely. So we've had we've had yeah. yeah we've had this we've had the day we've had the we've had the donuts we've eaten <laughs> the donuts the petition has been signed. And what what are the next steps? Well, actually, no. Position has been signed by, by, by some students. By some, some students. It's, it's still, still on the window door. Right. It's still, yeah. Yeah. Please, yeah. Go sign. Yeah, please. <laughs> um, yeah. What, Kate? Okay, what? Yeah, this after, is something that's worth this. lending your support to. So absolutely, absolutely. Please do go read the read the letter and mm-hmm. sign the paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kate, okay, petition is continuing to be signed. What are the next steps here? Yeah. In terms um, of in terms of getting CMU to be more ethically invested. Great question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, well, yeah, I feel like there just has to be, like, 
a continuation of conversations and we have to eventually it would be great if we could push Mennonite Foundation to create a new portfolio so that CMU could just transfer funds and be like painless like at least for us Mm -hmm. and like yeah but as for that like there just needs to be more conversation and Mm -hmm. more student yeah. Involvement. Yeah. For anything to move forward. Yeah. VP of Finance indicated that, like, at this point, like, yeah, like 75 signatures. That's like, great. again, yeah. up against the great complexity and mm-hmm. <laughs> difficult. Yeah. 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 So he indicated that this, if it's going to happen, the pushes need to, going to need to be something continuous. Hmm. And are you confident that the push is going in the right direction? Like, like, is it is it on CMU and the VP Finance that we need to be applying pressure, or do we need to be applying pressure to Mennonite Foundation? Or are are you, have you been reassured that you're going about this in the way that you should be? That's a question that's yeah. actually come up in our meetings. Yeah, is mm-hmm. um, well, you get some of our our fellow committee members mentioning that they're talking about in packs. Like, okay, what is the what is the best way to affect change? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that we've been thinking mm-hmm. about. I think right now the whole point of it was just for this to be a student yeah. movement. Um, we can only like, and it seems it seems fitting to ask for accountability from our institution because we are in direct relationship with them. Yep, but. For sure. Know. Maybe yeah. we should it's, be it's, knocking, It seems like it's yeah. off to a great start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but As a student movement, yeah. it seems like it's off to a great start with a successful yeah. event and a petition up on the door that has... It's growing. Let's keep the ball rolling. Yeah. yeah. So please, most of you walk by the Wittenberg door every day. So take 25 seconds out of your busy lives and read something. Actually, <laughs> in particular, read the letter on the door. Right. <laughs> yeah. That would be a helpful thing. Yeah. So thank you for your interest. And thank you for your time. Thanks for joining us here today. Mm-hmm. Thank you for, for having us. Yeah, yeah. bringing us into uh, being more aware of all that you're up to. Um, it's it's something very important. It's something that um, I think as an institution and as a community we need to take seriously um, because it's close to our value set. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's close to home. Yeah. So mm-hmm. thanks for drawing attention to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This has been good. This has been Louisa Hofer, Ariane Hildebrand. Peace and sustainability with us today for Winberg Radio, March 6th. Uh, and however many of you are out there who I can't name, thanks for joining us too. <laughs> yeah, Dan, as always, does a great job behind the computer, so we thank him for that. Nolan, it's been fun. As always. So yeah, happy reading, happy paper writing, get some sleep. You're good. We'll see you so next time. We love you all. Thanks for joining us. See ya. Wittenberg Radio is a production of CMU Student Council. The views and opinions expressed by hosts and guests are not necessarily those of CMU Student Council.